Welcome back to another episode of Pierce Footy Talk. It's uh, episode seven now, and I know it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, the whole coronavirus pandemic halted not just soccer, but every sport around the globe for quite a while. And, you know, it came to a point where there was just nothing happening. And, you know, soccer did come back and started other sports, but I just wasn't able to get around to doing podcasts as much as I would have wanted to. And work was getting in the way of lots of things and I was just sticking with the articles but now I'm hoping that we can sort of get back to doing podcasts on a a weekly basis. So today's episode is just going to be based around Major League Soccer and the MLS with the playoffs coming up at the end of this week Um, and we're just going to go over obviously the playoffs um, east and west and the predictions and also my opinion on who will win the MLS most valuable player award from the shortlist that they have given out. So we'll start off talking about the MVP. Uh, the five nominees are Andre Blake from Philadelphia, Alejandro Pozuelo from Toronto FC, Diego Rossi from LAFC, and Jordan Morris and Nico Ladero from Seattle. So I'll just go over a couple of their stats. Um, Andre Blake just won goalie of the year for the second time now. He only conceded 18 goals in 21 games as Philly won the Supporter Shield for the first time, with Jim Curtin also winning Coach of the Year also, so he could be up there. Alejandro Pozuelo led TFC in all stats this season, had 9 goals and 10 assists in a team that honestly wasn't too good going forward, but when he was there, he was. if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be where they are now, finishing second in the East. Diego Rossi was the top scorer of the league with 14 goals. Jordan Morris had 10 goals and 8 assists, while Nico Ladero had 7 goals and 10 assists. So I had to take it down to, I think, two people who I think are the best candidates to be the MVP, and it's going to be Alejandro Pozuelo and, I think, Diego Rossi. I'll start with Diego Rossi. So he just won the Young Player of the Year award also, but he had 14 goals and arguably helped LAFC get into a comfortable playoff position in a season where Carlos Vela barely featured until just the last couple of games. And without him and being him being in form and stepping up to the plate, they were, they were struggling already, right? So with him coming up with those goals, it's huge for them. So I think the the impact that he had in his team with the absence of an MVP caliber player like Carlos Vela goes a long way. Meanwhile, in Toronto, well, not really in Toronto, in Connecticut, which is where TFC played their home games, you know, Pozuelo nine goals and 10 assists in a team that lacked a striker for the whole season, really with Josie always injured, Akinola in and out of the squad with injuries here, there, and everywhere. Even Piatti missed quite a few games, so... You know, he was the only player. He he made history this season by playing every single regular season game for Toronto FC. The first player to ever do that. And then to even just and even last season when he he came from Belgium and he was he had played so many games and he came in and even last season he came in and was just amazing and lit it up. Twelve goals, twelve assists in his first season, and then to come in second season and play every game in a coronavirus pandemic season where we were playing every three days. For a player like him to come and produce those kind of stats in a shortened season, don't forget, it wasn't 34 games, right? So I think, you know, he definitely is the candidate. And in all honesty, he's my pick for MVP. And that's not being biased as a Toronto FC supporter. 
if Rossi got it, it would be justified also. If any, honestly, if any of them got it, it would be justified. Andre Blake was great this season. And, you know, his team had the best record. They got supporter shield. So obviously he's, they've got to have someone in there. Um, Ladero and Morris. Yeah. I think they're good stats, but their teams didn't really, um, like they only came, they came second in the West and, you know, if they had won the West, maybe it'd be a little different. I know Rossi and LAFC didn't win the West, but with Vela being out, he had so much of a bigger role. You know, Ladero and Morris, they have more of a supporting cast behind them. They have more players to help them also. So it was kind of expected that they would at least get top two. So that's why I'm going to pick Pozuelo. You know, they came second in a conference that was very tough this season. You know, Orlando, Columbus were up there for the majority of it before dropping off towards the end. And yeah, so I'm going to have to say Pozuelo as MVP. All right. <clears throat> so now on to the playoffs. Just love playoff season in MLS. It's always dramatic and fun to watch. So this year it's a little different, though. In the Eastern Conference, 10 teams made the playoffs. 10. So what they're doing is 7 versus 10th and 8th versus 9th in two play-in games which is going to be really interesting. Those games will be on Friday night. It'll be New England hosting Montreal and the two expansion teams, Nashville and Inter-Miami playing in Nashville. So for those two games, I said that Montreal were going to come away from New England with a win. And I know it's a, it's a pretty shocking one, although Montreal haven't been in the greatest of form. They've lost Lassie Lapalainen Lapaline, Lapaline to injury. I'll try that for the third time there. Um I just think that Thierry Henry, you know, he can use his experience as a, um, I mean, not experience as a coach, but experience in big games to help his team be settled into the game. I know New England just got Carlos Hill back from injury, which is a big plus, but I do think Montreal will nick this. There's also the possibility of the meeting up with Toronto FC if they win, which could be great motivation for them to go on and get the win here. So I've got Montreal winning. I don't have a predicted scoreline. I'm not going to do that, but I'm just going to say Montreal will win. And then over in Nashville, I think that Inter-Miami, who squeezed in on the final day, will actually nick a win in Nashville. Nashville have been known for their solid defense with Walker Zimmerman most uh, as the like, best defender this season. But I, I honestly think that Inter-Miami, you know, they they have the players like Blaise Matuidi. They've got Rodolfo Pizarro, who plays high level in Mexico before. And he's playing CONCACAF Champions League Finals. They've got Gonzalo Higuain also. They've got Federico Higuain, who's a top player. And they've got Lewis Morgan, who I still think should have gotten Newcomer of the Year. But that's a different story. Um, and they've got these world-class experienced players. They've got World Cup winner, like Matuidi. They've got Higuain, who's played in World Cup Final before, right? And so these players, I think that they will relish playing in the playoffs. And that they'll, they'll step up and they'll definitely, I, I think they'll definitely get the win there. So we'll stick in the East, but we'll move on to the to the first actual round now after the play-ins. So New York City versus Orlando. Orlando were a team that were excellent this season, made the playoffs for the first time ever. And they're going up against New York City, who they were they joined the league at the same time with. So it'll be a good rivalry there that they've had throughout these years. And my prediction was that New York City were going to beat Orlando. I mean, it is the lower seed beating the top seed, but I, I think that New York City have experience in their squad. They've played in these kind of games before, and Orlando being in their first ever MLS run, or MLS playoff run, sorry, I think that it could get to them. And 
in New York City, I think experience, especially in MLS, experience always prevails. And we've seen that in the past, obviously, with Toronto FC and Seattle countlessly being in the final. That experience can get you further if you have that rather than maybe the skill. So, yeah, I've got New York City beating Orlando there. And then we'll move on to the next one, Columbus versus New York Red Bulls. Columbus at home. I've got the crew going through against the Red Bulls. You know, New York Red Bulls have got a young team. You know, they've been in the playoffs plenty of times before, but now switch of managers throughout the season, a young core of players there. I don't know if they can do it, you know. Caleb Porter in charge of Columbus. You know, he won MLS Cup before with Portland. They've got the likes of Nagbe in that squad. Zella Ryan, they've got They've got experienced players. Fernando Adi also won uh, MLS Cup with Portland. So I think they have a good, solid core of players. And we saw throughout the regular season, they were at the top for most of it. And they were everyone's team to go and win the MLS's back tournament before everything happened. And, you know, I think that Columbus, I think they should ease through this game, to be honest. Next up, we got Toronto playing Montreal because as Miami go through, it would mean that TFC would play the winner of New England-Montreal because they would play the highest-seeded team. So that means if Nashville were to win, then TFC would play Nashville. So I've got TFC-Montreal, and 4-1 Derby, I've got TFC taking it because you know TFC, they know how to beat Montreal. They've done it countless times, and I think that MLS playoff experience will come to fruition for Greg Vanny and his side. If they can get Josie Altador back from injury and fit, they've had a couple weeks off now where they can get players back. Piatti's been out for a while too. Need to get him back. And if they can, then I think that they'll definitely go on and get this win. Um, I think Montreal can cause some problems, which we've seen in the past. But ultimately, TFC will prevail with, with a win and a spot in the Eastern Conference semifinal. And last but not least, Inter-Miami versus Philadelphia. Well, we've seen Philadelphia just take the season by storm you know they were great in the mls's back tournament then they um they went on to get the supporter shield for their first ever time and a playoff game at home against inter miami you know miami do have the miami have experience not mls playoff experience but they've got the players with the experience in big games so it could be a tough one i think but i think philly with the home crowd behind them and their home advantage which they've used um, to their advantage this season will definitely help. And I think that they'll pick up the, the win and move on. All right, that moves us on to the Eastern Conference semifinal where New York City will travel to Philly. And I've got New York City beating Philadelphia. I know Philly, they are unbeaten at home all season. They won all their home games this year. And New York City, they have been a tough, to, a tough nut to crack, especially away from home, you know, the way that, Ronnie Dyla has his team set up. They're just tough to break down. And they're also quick on the counterattacks, too. They've got solid players all around. And I think that tactically that they can do it. You know, they can beat this Philly team that everyone is hyping up, which I think they deserve to be hyped up because they have been they've been the best team. So especially at home, which is where that's really helped them get the supporter shield. Because away from home, they were all right. But New York City, yeah, I think they're a tough team. They're gonna I think it'll be a tight game. It'd be a 1-0 or a 2-1. It could even go all the way to penalties, and then it's anyone's game. But, yeah, I think New York City will just edge that game. It's going to be a tight one there. 
And then moving on to the second semifinal, I've got TFC beating Columbus at home in Connecticut. You know, I think that right there will be a great game. You know, we saw those two teams meet just a few weeks ago towards the end of the season when TFC had that second half comeback after a dismal first half. And I think that game right there could set this one up to be a good one because TFC really had to come out of their shell in the second half after going a goal down, and you saw what they were capable of doing. And I'll say it again, but if TFC have their players back from injury, I don't see why they can't go on and win that game because, you know, the experience in that squad is it's it's crucial. They've played in three MLS Cup finals lately and the CONCACAF Champions League final. So these guys, this group of players, they know how to win games. And they know last year you saw they were an underdog team throughout the playoffs. They went on beat New York City away from home and they beat Atlanta away from home to get to MLS Cup. So... I definitely don't think this Columbus team are anything like the Atlanta that we saw last year, especially at Mercedes-Benz Arena, with a fit Joseph Martinez. So I think if TFC are in form and with their players all fit to go, they can definitely get the win there. And that moves us on to the Eastern Conference final between Philadelphia and Toronto, who have played just recently when Philly smashed Greg Vanney's side 5-0 in Philadelphia. Um, it's a tough game, you know, my heart obviously wants to say Toronto, my head, I don't know, it's a tough one, like, you want to say Philly because, you know, they're supporters shield winners and all that, they're at home, they got the advantage, but we saw that last year in the same situation with TFC and Atlanta, when Atlanta were all on odds to win the game, and they were up 1-0 early on, and everyone was like, oh, well, that's game, and TFC used their experience, again, the word experience comes into play. Right, and they used that, and they ended up getting through. So I think that TFC, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for them. You know, Philadelphia have so much pace going forward. Brendan Aronson also, you know, the creativity that he has, and he wa- he's gonna want to go out with a bang before he moves to Salzburg too. So uh, I don't know, it's tough, but I'm gonna have to say TFC will nick it. I think it could be a close one. It could be a one nil win. It could be a two one. But I think TFC will get the win. I don't think it'll go to penalties this one. So that puts TFC in the MLS Cup Final for the fourth time in five years. Now we'll move on to the West. So starting off with Sporting KC and San Jose. And, you know, Sporting KC have had some injuries lately. You know, Alan Pulido, Gadi Kinda, they are both listed as questionable right now. I know the game is you know, for another few days, but if those two are missing, you know, I definitely think it could be tough. San Jose have shown that they're a, a good side and they like being underdogs. They play on, they play with no pressure. Wondolowski, you know, he wants an MLS cup, right? So, but ultimately Sporting KC top seed at home. I, I think they can get the job done. It'll be a tough one. I think, I don't think any of these games could be too comfortable, but yeah, I think Sporting KC will, will get through there. And then Minnesota, I've got them going through against Colorado uh, Minnesota got the home advantage. Colorado have actually come come into some form, though. They had a few games. They were in really good form. Then they had about six games, I believe, postponed due to an outbreak within their team of coronavirus. So they had lots of games canceled. And then they went on. They came back, and then they went on about a three-game win streak at the end of the season, which saw their points per game average, which is what the final standings were based off, just completely go up, and they moved into the fifth seed. So... You know, they're in good form. They're they're probably excited about what they're doing here, and 
they'll give it their all. But I think Minnesota, you know, they're going to want to to make up for last year, and I think that they'll they'll get the win to get through to the semifinal. And then Portland Dallas, I think this is a very interesting game. FC Dallas have looked uh they they look they kind of played like NYCFC this year, just a tough team to beat. You know, resilient, good on the counter. And I think that it's going to be a tough game. But we've seen Portland also, who like to play on the counterattack. Um, the only thing with Portland is that Jaroslaw Niazgoda, Polish striker, is injured. And Jeremy Bobuse has been out lately with a concussion. If he's missing, you know, it's up to Felipe Mora, who's right now on international duty. So he's, you know, he's got lots of minutes under his belt playing in South America. So fatigue could play a part there. At Bobuse, he should be back. If he is, that's a huge plus for Portland. But, you know, I, I think they'll definitely miss Blanco, who's been out for quite a while and will be out for the whole playoff run. But I have Portland just squeezing through Dallas. And then moving on to our final first-round game in the West is probably the most enticing one of all, Seattle versus LAFC. You know, we saw these two play in the playoffs last time, and Seattle, you know, they showed their – once again, the word experience comes up as they went through. And I think that, you know, Carlos Vela has just popped back from injury at the right time. Right before the end of the season, he came in, scored a few goals, and he's back in, in form and fit to go. So I think that LAFC will definitely give Seattle a good game. But I think Seattle, they're hungry. You know, the defending champions, they want to get back to another MLS Cup final. And I've got to say that it's going to be, I think there will be goals. I think it could be about a, like a 3-2, a 4-3 here. But yeah, I've got Seattle just going through. Okay, moving on. We've got Sporting KC in Minnesota. You know, I think that Sporting KC will, will get the job done there. Minnesota are a good team, but I think Peter Vermees, he's got the experience as a coach here to, to guide his team through. And then another Cascadia rivalry here between Seattle and Portland. We love to see these two play. It's just always such a great game. Um, Seattle and Portland playing in Seattle here, so at CenturyLink Field. Um, you know, Portland, they know what to do to beat Seattle, but Seattle, they know how to beat Portland. Um, it's, it's a weird one with these two because it's either a tight game or – it's always just open and, you know, maybe not a lot of goals, but it's open and it's entertaining and you'll get like a 2-2 or or something. Or even a, you can get an entertaining 1-0 between these two with just lots of chances. Recently, we've seen it be a little bit more tight between these two with not too many shots and stuff. But I think that Seattle, they'll get through the Western Conference final. Um, my prediction with that one is that there will be lots of goals. And then... We'll move on. Western Conference Final, Seattle Sporting KC. Um, yeah, I've got Seattle beating Kansas in Kansas too, though they would have a home advantage. But I think Seattle, they'll they'll get the job done there. They've got the experience. They've got the players. They've got the depth in their squad to go deep into a playoff run. And I think that'll set them up in the final once again here in MLS Cup Final for the fourth time in five years. Toronto FC, Seattle Sounders. If this was the final, it would be home home advantage would go to Toronto, unlike last year when Seattle had it. So that would be the third time out of the four meetings that TFC would have home advantage. But it wouldn't actually be in Toronto. It would be in East Hartford. I still think that they're you know they could definitely like 
the week before the, the game, just fly Seattle to Toronto, quarantine them, right? Quarantine them at Downsview Park in Toronto where TFC train and just keep them there, make, create a little bubble and then just drive them to BMO and then play the game at, at empty BMO field. Why not? Like, it's possible. I don't know. Like, we had the NHL um, bubble in Toronto, so that means the players were allowed to be here. So why not just have one one-off game, just one game played here, just quarantine a week in a bubble and then play the game in Toronto? It would just be so much better that way, but I don't know if that'll happen. It definitely, definitely won't happen. But my prediction is I'm going to say Toronto are going to take it in 2-1. Um, but if it does go to a penalty shootout, I think Seattle will win again because they've got great penalty takers. They've got a solid goalie, Stefan Fry. I know Quentin Westberg saved a Joseph Martinez penalty last year, but I think that Seattle, a voodoo doll will help them there. You know, they've got the, the curse on TFC and shootouts, you know, CONCACAF Champions League final they lost, MLS Cup final they lost. It's just not their thing. I know Pozuelo's good at them, but after that, who's next? <laughs> Um, so hopefully it doesn't go to penalties, but I think that Toronto will win 2-1 in the final. Um, I think it'll be a tight game. Um, they usually tend to dominate when they play against Seattle and MLS Cup Finals, except last year when Seattle were home, we saw a different story. You know, We saw the Sounders score early, and they, they were on top for the majority of the game. TFC had chances here and there where you know, they'll probably still be dreading those missed chances to, to now because... If they score one of those, it's game on. Josie got the late goal to make 3-1, but yeah, talking about this year now, I think it'll be a tight one. Two coaches who know each other inside out. You know, these teams have matched up plenty of times throughout the years, and it's it'll be a tight one. I don't think it'll be too open this year. I think that um, I think that Nico Ladero and Pazuelo would be the architects in that game, and I think Toronto will just edge it 2-1. Um, Maybe a late goal to win it. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, so Toronto FC 2, Seattle Sounders 1. Write that down. Record this. Play it back after the final. But that's my predictions right there. TFC beating Seattle in MLS Cup Final 2-1 to claim their second MLS Cup. Right. So now we're just going to bounce back to to international soccer just quickly. Um, The international break has been going on for about two weeks now. The UEFA Nations League is wrapping up. The UEFA Euros groups are all ready to go. And we're moving back onto the club soccer now, which is what we all love to watch. The Premier League will be back on Saturday, along with Bundesliga, La Liga, everything you want. Um, so I think, and Champions League also will come back too. So I'm recording this on Tuesday night, November 17th. I'm hoping that I can do another podcast maybe around next Wednesday. You know, I want to kind of do one talking about um, the first round of playoffs in MLS, talking about um, the weekend of soccer. And then even if it's, on, if it's on Wednesday night, we can even talk about Champions League that just happened the last two days. So aiming for Wednesday, if not, maybe Thursday, but... We'll see what work schedules are like and everything. But Wednesday is the day that I'm targeting. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you want to let me know your predictions, feel free to message me on Twitter or anything. 
And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the playoffs and I hope you guys are all staying safe and keeping healthy throughout this crappy time. And yeah, take care.